Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks that middle age begins at 30. I'm ahead of the game. Welcome back to the Smut Drop. This is, as if you didn't know, a weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show, I'll be looking at how you can survive a menopause divorce, chatting to an expert on helping middle-aged men find their desirability, and getting sticky with your sugar daddy stories. Three features about middle age. That's what I call a Jerry hat trick. And I hope you've taken your meds because I'm about to raise your blood pressure. Hello, lovebirds. Now, I hate to start on a downer, but bear with me on this one. Did you know that more than 60% of divorces in the UK are initiated by women in their 40s, 50s and 60s? Now, this tends to be, although obviously not always, is when a woman goes through perimenopause or menopause. That's right. It's a menopause. In an article on metro.co.uk by Taniel Mustafa, apparently more women are citing that they feel misunderstood by their husbands and are struggling with the mental, emotional and physical strains the change puts on their bodies. A good way to start trying to avoid the danger zone is understanding the symptoms. So Hayley Quinn is a dating expert at Match and she says that if you don't feel understood by your partner, it may make you emotionally recoil from them. Whilst it's easy to think, oh, what's the point in trying? They don't get it. In reality, even the best partners for us don't. They won't always get 100% of us. And, you know, no one's a mind reader. Her second tip is to look outside of the marriage for support. So whilst it's important to feel supported by your partner, outsourcing some of that can help relieve the pressure on one person, as well as allowing for connections with others going through similar experiences. Hayley says, look at your wider support network and ask yourself if there's anyone else you can lean on. Go and find your tribe, girl. Uh, Next, take ownership. The symptoms of menopause aren't pleasant and they're going to have an impact on your mood. It's important to educate your partner on this so that they know where your frustrations are coming from. Look, the menopause and the perimenopause, they still remain a massive fucking mystery and they affect different people in different ways. Ultimately, your partner may never fully understand what you're going through, but if they have good intentions and accept you as you are, then that's a really good step. I think the biggest thing to take away is that in some cases, a menopause can be entirely preventable if a little more care is put into addressing the challenges that a menopause brings to a relationship. And look, if you're a man who's got a partner that's going through it, then communicate and offer your support. Stick with her, mainly because I really don't think you're going to be able to afford this week's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and nays, this week's guest has been helping midlife men improve their appearance, relationships and confidence for over 15 years. She runs her own consultancy, helping them ditch dating insecurities and discover their desirability, which is something that I think we can all learn. It's professional wingwoman Celeste Moore. Hello, Celeste. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) 
Oh, your beautiful introduction for a beautiful lady. Look at you. I can't believe it must be god awful early in the morning and you're looking stunning. It's 10 8. 10 plus a.m. We're good. Yeah, I've been up for a few hours. Like I said, God awful in the morning. That is. Uh... <laughs> now, let's talk about you, first of all, because as we always say on this podcast, a lady comes first. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so tell us about yourself and tell us about Celeste Moore Consulting, what you're doing and how you're helping middle aged guys or midlife men discover their desirability. Okay, well, a little bit about me. Um, Like I said, I've been doing this for 15 years. I um, was a dancer in college, if you will. And I was able to get into really understand what men wanted from women, why they were visiting these clubs and why they didn't want, you know, whether it was for a bachelor party or it was just these married men that were missing something at home. So you know, I became a therapist for many, many years, if you will. <laughs> wow. So you were an adult dancer. I was an adult dancer. Yes. At a strip club. I, because Celeste, I'll be honest, because I was looking at your website and it was like with a unique perspective on how men think. And I was like, what is that unique perspective then? That was going to be one of my questions. And there it is. Wow. So you went from dancing to becoming a therapist. <laughs> Basically. Well, you know, you become, it's just like any other profession, a hairdresser, a nail, uh, get your nails and then they just become your therapist. So I would had this insight to men that maybe others didn't if they weren't in that profession. You know, they like to spill their beans and talk about everything. So I just really wanted to find my passions. I really wanted to work for myself. And I decided to get certified as a matchmaker because I thought that would be so interesting to go and learn how to match people. That was fun. Yeah. How do you get a certificate in matchmaking? How do you do that? There is an actual institute. I don't know if it still, like with COVID, still exists, but it was in New York City. And uh, a lady named Lisa Clampett started this organization where she would train people to become matchmakers. You know, I've always gone shopping with friends and family and always was very good at you know, presentation and, uh, anyway, so I looked some at something further and it was to become an image consultant. Mm. So that's kind of the field that I took for 13, 14 years. And as I'm, as I'm going through and navigating and seeing clients and talking to people, they really said, you know, you really have to like take the dating side of this. Like, really focus on getting people ready for the dating world. Uh, So Mm. it was like no more corporate, not personal. It was more like really hone in on the dating side. So then I decided to rebrand and kind of mesh the two together with Mike's past experience with, you know, a million women telling me what they want out of men that they can't find. Mm -hmm. And then also talking to people with successful marriages and relationships. So hence came this new brand, CelesteMore.com or CelesteMoreImage on uh, Instagram. And it's really about preparing. I really want to say, I really recognize as a female hitch, 
if you know that. Yeah. <laughs> the Will Smith film. Exactly. Sorry, the, the Hitch is the Will Smith film. Like, you know, you're already talking matchmaker. I was like going to say that you are like a cross between Hitch and the millionaire matchmaker. <laughs> yes. Was that an inspiration? Um, It's just a fantastic movie, but <laughs> yeah, not yeah. really. But I Rick, <laughs> as, as I have built my, my business and really uh, changed the brand, it was something that I identified with and um, I really customize and tailor to each individual's needs. And I do it very discreetly. So I know that there are a lot of people that have, you know, before and afters, which are great for people to see, but a lot of my clientele are a very certain niche of clients. They're, you know, they won't want to be in the public eye as much, but yeah, a lot of my clients, just for example, have either been, married and divorced, married to their career, or they have just had the same (laughs) outcome over and over and over. And they're like, oh, it can't be me. But then they're like, oh, maybe I am the common denominator here. Maybe Maybe it's me that's causing the issues. And so we really tailor to each individual's needs and their wants and their, their goals. And we start that's where we start. Is that an easy process for someone to for that for someone to reach that conclusion? Because you're dealing with high powered people, businessmen, men who I'm sure are not told what to do on a regular basis. <laughs> so for them to find out that they're the ones in the wrong, does that cause any pushback or do they come naturally to that conclusion? No. Well, by the time they come to me, they've, you've, they've had some kind of you know, pushback from someone saying, <laughs> I think you need to, I think this is where you need to be. So I think by the time they come to me, they're, they really, really want some change in their lives. Right. So it's getting that that's a tricky one, though, is really getting to get to that point of unhappiness of, OK, I, I, I don't want to date this per- type of person anymore. I'm getting older. I don't want to be alone. You know, whatever that looks like, maybe I need to start looking at myself and digging deep. So mm. I think it's those people that actually have a recognition of self, you know, awareness so it's tricky. You're, you're right. It is tricky. Is it that self-awareness that you look for in clients? Because you don't just take anyone on. You you are quite True. particular about who you take on. So are you looking for that self-awareness and that realization? So I'm really looking for someone that is open to to grow, open to critique. And, and I really deal with men <laughs> great. I speak I speak their language. I'm very blunt and direct. And I think they appreciate that. But I give them a very like we get a very strategic plan and men need that kind of, you know, layout, that kind of how are we going to get to this point? Okay, we just go here, make a left, take a left, take a right. And then we're there. They're like, okay, (laughs) so they need to be receptive. I love the idea that you know how what they're looking for when you're communicating with them like it's uh you you have to map it out rather than say like oh but wouldn't you and pad around things no you're like straight down the line you know delivering them onto the motorway rather than into a cul-de-sac love it yes um <laughs> tell me about the process so client comes to you do what happens then? Do they say the kind of things that they're looking for in a partner, or do you go on to what kind of things can they provide to a partner? 
that's a good question. I always have them fill out a form. They have to do a little bit of homework for me. <laughs> uh, I find out, you know, it's really detailed about their lifestyle, their climate they live in, uh, their goals. Their It's not too lengthy where they're turned away, but enough where they're, okay, we're really getting into this. Uh, and then it, it usually starts with the image process first. So I teach them about the proper colors they should be wearing, when they should be wearing them, depending on their goals. We talk about the best fit for their body style. And I'm really, you know, trends are fabulous. Trends are great. I keep they keep you like updated, but I don't think everybody should look trendy. I think there's, you know, there's a style that everybody, each individual has based on their personality and, and so on and so forth that you can keep because I'm not trying to take away from their self, their authentic self. I'm just really trying to elevate them and to show them other things that can make them just, you know, shine. And so we start out with mm. that. We start out with nonverbal, verbal communication, uh, dating etiquette, dining etiquette. We coach them. Uh, I coach them on their dating, um, what happens, what some of their hurdles are. So it's very, um, it's a three to six month process. It's not something that happens in one or two sessions. Um, we even talk about, you know, if they need to start being more physical in their life, like, uh, you know, doing some type of exercise, even seeing a therapist, maybe they've been married for 20 years and, you know, they have no idea. Well, there was, you know, there's two people in a marriage and something, you were part of that. And so let's dissect that. Let's kind of, let's really like get raw and get you ready. And not everybody wants to get super deep. Mm. That's okay. But as long as they're open to learning and to hopefully not uh, bringing in the, those past negative of issues to the next relationship. What are some of the common negative things? <laughs> uh, one is sexuality. That's a big one. A lot of people get, you know, very comfortable in their relationships, men and women. I'm not, I'm not pushing, putting the blame on, on men at all or women at all. Um, you get complacent with family and so on and so forth. And they forget how to date each other. They forget how to have sex and keep spicy and, you know, grow in that because that is ultimately uh, going to be the longevity of the relationship. The unhappiness can relate to like, I'm not having enough sex. Men are simple, right? Yeah. yeah. They just need to eat, sleep and have sex pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to it, but they're more of a simple creature than, than us beautiful ladies, you know? Yeah. And when their needs aren't being met, is when they're looking outside of their marriage or they're looking to end it or whatever it is. Uh, I think women are very different in what ends a, a relationship for, for women. That's one. Another one is lack of confidence. Uh, I don't, I put on weight. I uh, lost my job. I, you know, there's all of these other things for a man is, is his identity and mm -hmm. his profession is, is number one. Uh, if he feels insecure in any way in his, his job. I mean, that's usually not what I find when men come to me, but that is like pretty much number one. Them understanding and realizing, okay, I want this type of person in my life. 
how do I get there? So get me ready for that. Okay, right. I'm going to be really honest <laughs> with you, Celeste. I've watched way too much Millionaire Let's Matchmaker. So I've watched okay. all these powerful guys going up to her saying, yeah, so what I'm looking for is a 20-year-old supermodel that's just going to sit on my cock all day and spin around. Like, do, right. do these guys who are... Because that's the stereotype. And I... I don't want you to break my heart and tell me that that's the right stereotype <laughs> and that that's what they're doing. But I've got the feeling that that's exactly what they're doing. Where all these big, powerful businessmen with loads of money are coming to you and saying, change my image so that I can attract a, an Instagram model. Are they doing that? Or or can you give me some hope and tell me they're, they're dating age appropriately? There are some. Okay. <laughs> but they're not looking, they're, they're not looking for the relationship that I'm you know, look, there's no judgments, whatever you want. Yeah. But I get real with my clients. I'm like the the reality of you having a 20 year old model and you're 60 years old. I mean, she just wants you for your money. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. If that's what you're looking for, then go get a sugar baby. You become a sugar daddy. I mean, you know, let's get real with what you want. If you really want a lasting relationship. I'm not saying that young women cannot date older men and not really love them and, and oh, find some yeah, totally. p- parts, but let's be honest, right? Um, they're in totally different stages of their lives. Yeah. A 60 year old might want to retire and travel around the world where a 20 year old, maybe she wants to start a family or maybe she's still in her at the, co- in college or maybe she, you know, so she's in a completely different place in her life. And there's this, that's a huge issue because it's never going to work. Yeah. Long long term. Do you have to tell lots of guys that or do a lot of them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I'm very I'm very direct and honest. That people don't pay me for yeah. you know to tell them what they want to hear. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you helping these guys? Let's get to the practicalities. So how are you helping them build up their confidence like it's it's because I know with image it can be uh, it's it's different to being told right this will make you look good to being to feeling good do you know what I mean so is the image part of it but there's there's more to it or is that a real big thing so I'm just going to use uh an example of one of my uh clients who in the beginning of the relationship um we would start off with the image part. And just for example, we would go shopping. Mm. He was so insecure with himself. Okay. He's successful. He's in a somewhat of a decent marriage looking to just really up his wardrobe game. This is what he came to see me for. Mm. And obviously Mm. there's much, much more layers to that, but he would, we would get him, you know, take him in the dressing room. He'd have everything to try on all his right colors, everything would his right sizes. And he couldn't even look at himself in the mirror and, t- and just to look at how the outfit looked on him to see if he even liked it. And this took months and months. I don't know when, but there was a moment maybe six months later where we did this again. And he actually looked at himself in the mirror. And I said, Wow. That was just huge growth. Even you would never assume that this man was uncomfortable with himself. He didn't show it to the world. Mm. He didn't show it to, I mean, he did show it in the sense that he wasn't wearing what maybe would make him feel good. Cause he just didn't know. And then building mm. his confidence, you know, showing him like, okay, let's, 
trim the nose hair, the ears hair, let's get a proper shave, you know, uh, even to the mani and pedi, like we did, we did a whole day for him where they have this, um, you know, like a men's salon and he just went and did everything. Mm. And he was like, wow, that's the first time that he took the time to do something like that for himself. Uh, and didn't realize, oh, I'm, I must have clean nails. I must have, you know, the basics that we think as women, we do these things. Most, most of us, you know, we take care of yeah. ourselves and he just needed to be shown. And then he loved himself a little bit more. He looked at himself in the mirror and he said, well, I do look good. Or, you know, this, this does look nice on me. And it's slowly built for him. If there's someone listening at home and they're like, I really do want to get my confidence up. I'm listening to all these women, like we say again and again on the podcast, like because we talk to people who are out on the dating scene and looking at dating apps. I'm looking at dating apps and I'm just like, these guys just don't, they don't realize what they they they're looking at, what we're looking at. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so frustrating. It is. So I do redo their dating profiles because that's one thing that I'm, if they're on online dating, we, we look at what's going on. What are they saying? What are this, what is their image? So we do that as well, but we do start with the image. We go over every, mm-hmm. we know it, it's, it's very, like I said, it's very strategic. We go in and we like, if they're on online dating, if they prefer to see a matchmaker, if it's something. So we kind of set up these goals and timeline and we do start with, I do their a proper color analysis on them. And what that means is everybody has different undertones in their skin, eye color, hair color, and personality. And all of that depends on your right colors for you. So when we're wearing the proper color for ourselves, we are having natural uh, color to our skin without wearing makeup or our eyes are brighter or it's just a little bit um, more, more noticed and in, in, the, in a good way. So like if you wore a crazy print or a crazy color and that's all someone was focusing on and you're trying to listen while you're having a conversation, you're on a date, for example, and this woman cannot do anything but like think of the shirt, like what is going on? And so this is one thing I'm teaching them, but we do a color analysis first, even talking about like proper prints, uh, you know, big or small to keep with when shopping, um, proper, the way of clothing, like a piece of clothing, a shirt or pants or where to find clothes that fit your body type, right? We all want it to be balanced. So I do an accentuate a balance or camouflage in anything that we do with colors and wardrobe, uh, could be with accessories. So I just kind of, it's a very in-depth, thorough, you know, sometimes they pay attention. Sometimes they're just like, just shop for me. <laughs> I want to educate them, you know? Yeah. I never thought about colors and about print, but you're, I mean, you're exactly right. Because one of the things that I'm always saying to like some of my male friends is that a Hawaiian shirt and a crazy tie is not a substitute for personality. <laughs> like, I like that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you 
know what I mean? Have you ever met a guy and he comes to a party wearing a Hawaiian shirt because I'm the crazy one? Right. And it's like, you're a fun person, but this shirt, you don't need to wear a fun thing to be a fun person. Do you know what I mean? So Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my own very simplistic way of putting it. You're the one who's got, you've probably got like colour <laughs> yes. wheels. You've been trained in this shit. So <laughs> We do, no, the first thing we notice about anything, it's subconscious, is the colour. And then it's, wow. then it's like them. And then it's, you know, so we're really, it's something that we just see naturally. Um, and so I teach them about the different colours and what they mean So if you're trying to say a message before you even open your mouth, before you even shake a hand, before you even, you know, open the door for somebody, uh, we are projecting an image and we're projecting uh, a a message. So we go over that um, and then we, you know, go through their closet, what works, what doesn't. Let's build something so that they can just go in. Men are simple. Here, go pull from here, pull one Mm -hmm. shirt from here, a pant from here and boom, you're out the door. Uh, so we make it yeah. as simple as possible for them. Uh, and then we we go over nonverbal verbal communication skills. Obviously, I'm huge uh, on men showing that they're, you know, respectful of women and that they need to constantly be gentlemen. And to be chivalrous. Chivalrous, for sure. Yeah. Like, we still like a door being open yes. for us. and. I'm a feminist and I still like, you know, someone to open the car door and someone to give that little gentle hand on the small of the back. That can never be underestimated enough, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Yes. And I, you know, there are so many successful women, more and more and more. And I think there's this disconnect. This is another thing I teach is no matter how successful she is, does not mean that you shouldn't open the door for her. You shouldn't yes. praise her for her success. You shouldn't still be that gentleman. As you said, I am a feminist. I can do everything mm. on my own. I'm a single mother. I uh, own a business. But I still want that man to show me that he cares and yeah. he respects me. And that should never go away. It sounds like these practical lessons are the keys to the to, to the confidence. Like there's no it is. magic therapy. There's no magic, you know, wand. It's just guys are simple. They like a straightforward. This is what we're learning. And when they know what they're doing, then they've got the confidence to keep doing it and to do it again on a date what is one of the main things that that is missing from their dating game what is one of the things that comes up again and again if you could write it on a bumper sticker stick it on a t-shirt what is the main thing that these guys are missing when it comes to to dating pay attention to the little things pay attention to her Mm. listen listen 80 percent talk 20%. Yes. Oh my. That's probably it. Wow. (laughs) Is that something that's really common that like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think I've got visions in my head of you doing like a role play date with them. Do you ever do that? I do. No. I do mock dates. Yes, I do. 
tell me about them then they fail because they're not listening or so we um after the whole image thing we do mock dates after that and they pick the place they they do everything like they were to go on a date hopefully they're they're doing you know their work but yeah so we we I show up and um you know, I don't have a piece of paper and like check box, you know, like, (laughs) but in my head, I'm doing these check, you know, checking certain boxes and we really evaluate how he would act. And we go over, I mean, anything from like, Oh, so gross. Like guys like picking their teeth, you know, while they're at the, like trying to get food out of their teeth. I'm just like, or chewing obnoxiously or not pulling the chair out, you know, just like talking about themselves a lot or checking their phone. Oh my God. I can write lists. Yeah. Be, be present. And a lot of guys aren't, or they're just like, Oh, is she hot? You know, it's like, you know, if you really want to take the, like pay attention, get to know her, it's not something that happens Mm. in five minutes. I love that there is still this human thing of paying attention. Listen to the lady. Be chivalrous and don't pick your teeth at the table. Like, <laughs> so gross. I think it's going to be. I think stuff like that, though, is a real learning lesson for people whilst we can be so swamped with what's happening in dating and on dating apps, just having those those things that ground you and those things you can pay attention to mm-hmm. is a real, uh, real bonus. It's, it's, it's something that you can actually fulfill and and do in a way. So right. I think that's something that everyone can learn from, you know, to be honest, sex and relationship podcasts are not the fodder for middle-aged men. But what I do know is that there are people like me and there are going to be lots of women listening to this going, Oh, at least there's someone like Celeste out there telling guys to up their fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) And so on behalf of them, I thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm hoping to bring more into the dating world for every, all these amazing women that are out there. So that is it. Exactly. What I love is that at the end of the day, this isn't just about the guys it's about the guys becoming their best selves for the amazing women that are out there that is such a good point yes thank you so much celeste if people want to find out more from you where can they find you thank you um they can find me at celeste more image on instagram mm-hmm. uh com is my website uh and i also have um the down and dirty podcast with celeste more yeah that they can jump on and hear some cool episodes about everything, sex, relationships, dating, colors, all sorts of fun stuff. So brilliant. I'm definitely going to be listening in for some more, more color <laughs> advice. I need that, some of that in my life. I'm the equivalent of turning up in a fucking Hawaiian shirt and a crazy tie. <laughs> oh, Miranda, you're amazing. Thank you so much for having me on today's show.
My thanks to Celeste Moore there. Oh, do you know what? I found that really fascinating. I wasn't sure what I was going to get when we went into that, because sometimes when it comes to podcasts about building your confidence and, you know, discovering what you need to do on a day, it can it can be a, a little bit round the houses. But I love that she had practical ways of what you do and what you don't do on a day. And her very simple piece of advice for the gents out there is to listen listen when you're on a date and yeah also don't pick your teeth but I also think that for women listening that's a confidence boost in itself like for you make sure that you know they're listening to you make sure that you know that they're not checking their phone or or they that they know how to dress you're good enough girl go on now you can go out and get them Last week, I asked you to send me your stories of middle-aged madness. So Haley on Twitter, she got in contact and said, I got catfished by an older man. Think he had his son's picture on his profile who was half his age with a six-pack. Oh, classic mistake. Classic. I had no idea who this weird old man was when he suddenly sat at my table and so I nearly poured my coffee on him. He said he'd come all the way from Birmingham to see me, which is a wasted trip because I didn't even stay to finish my drink. Quite right, Haley, get out of there. You don't need to sit around and put up with someone who's been catfishing you on your... No, no, get rid. Carmen, she emailed, um, she said, (laughs) oh, Carmen, you've been through the ringer with this one. She says, are sugar daddies actually real? They're not the tooth fairy, Carmen. I, I don't know what to say. She says, I made a sugar baby profile over lockdown because Universal Credit had me wanting to play in traffic. Same, Carmen, same. I got loads of messages from men wanting to no more, i.e. get naked pictures of me, but none of them wanted to actually hand over any cash, let alone go into any kind of permanent arrangement. Oh, car- that is all mouth, no trousers, isn't it? She says, before the pandemic, I was an escort. So fortunately, I can spot a time waster a mile away. I just worry how many young women are falling for the same. Send me a picture before I hand over any cash scam. That is so true. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone, always remember, get the money first. Don't hand over anything. Get that dollar dollar bills. Carmen goes on to say, not going to lie, I'd still do it with the right man. So if any of your listeners have a nice little pile and want to spend it on a 25-year-old blonde bombshell, let me know. (laughs) Carmen, I admire your balls. You are my hero. (laughs) I'm not sure if the Metro is going to let me be your madam, but if they are, then I want 10% finders fee. And an interview. Come and tell me all about it. (laughs) Next week, I'm going to be chatting to someone who is championing single female empowerment. So I want to hear your best bits about being single. Is it starfishing in the bed, buggering off on holiday whenever you like? Maybe just love a bit of no strings attached nookie whenever you feel like it. Tell me all about it. You can slide into my DMs. Just look out for Miranda Kane. That's Kane, K-A-N-E on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Instagram, or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. We love a voice note. Feel free to send in a voice note too. And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to keep hitting that subscribe button. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. If you're enjoying this earful of hot sauce every week, please leave me a nice review. In the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears next week. Hello.